podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Allie Festmeyer. I'm Nick Gunning. Allie, how are you? I'm pretty good. Getting used to that new name? Working on it. Working <laughs> on it. <laughs> so where are you in the process of like calling all banks and companies and social security trying to like make it happen? I'm in the process where I have the form and all the documents that I need to send to social okay. security and they're just sitting on my desk right. and nothing yeah. with them. It's always baffling to me how there's really no process to do that. It's just kind of like... You just go for it. Just tell a lot of people and hopefully they'll believe it. Okay. All right. Uh, First married Christmas. How was it? How did it go? It was good. Okay. No no weather threw things off for you? Not much anyway. Okay. That's good. It was... uh, We didn't have any like trees fall or anything, but it was really windy here and super, super cold. That was a thing. It dropped like from 40 to like negative 5 uh, and we had big trees in our yard, like swaying, and so we were kind of nervous. But nothing happened. Pretty, uh, pretty uneventful overall. That's so, good. Yep. Uh, did you get anything good? What's your, what's your Christmas haul? I got this red cardigan that I'm wearing right oh, now. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I got some clothes. Yeah. I I also got a sweater, and I got a lot of cool T-shirts and a lot of cool socks. I'm wearing Charlie Brown socks right now. Oh, nice. So, nice. you know, yeah, I did all right. Well, this is our this is our first episode of 2023. So here we are. Still feels like late 2019, but you know, yeah, what, really. I what think are you going to do about it at this point? This is also the last episode we'll record when I'm in my 30s. So oh. after next week, you'll let, have to let me know if I'm slipping, if okay. I'm just okay. on the deep decline into old age. If you just start forgetting things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Going to bed at like 6 p.m., right, having dinner right. at four, that kind of stuff. You know, the cliche stuff. Yeah, well, anyway, it is a New Year episode, so today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite things of 2022. So I don't know about you, but I wasn't strict about, like, this has to be something that came out in 2022 so much as these are things I read and watched and liked in 2022. I think it would be too hard if it was only, like, these are things that came out in 2022. That's true. It, it would be very limiting. Or, yeah, very limiting. So that's what we're going to get into a little bit later in the episode. But right off the bat here, let's start by opening up our books and see where our bookmarks are at. What have you been doing? What have you been reading? What have you been watching? Um, Louise Penny, I assume? Louise Penny. Okay. I actually, I finished, not the most recent, but the next most recent. So the one that just came out in November... There's like a forever wait on okay. the holds list on yeah. Libby because, well, yeah. you know, uh-huh. everyone's very excited, understandably. Yeah. So um, instead, I've been listening to The We Free Men, which is one of the Discworld Oh, books. like Terry Pratchett? Is yeah. That? Okay. It's the okay. first of the Tiffany Aching subseries. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Deep cuts. I've picked up that series before, but I am always a little like stymied. Like, where does this fall? Like, what's the good entry point? I don't know. Plus, I'm a baby about fantasy. I'm always oh. like, eh. But what I found is like, I'm not a... I'm not a huge like fantasy person. Okay. Like my brother is like, give me a thousand page book, 500 years of backstory. I'm <laughs> that makes so sense. excited. That makes That's a lot of sense me. to me. Okay. But Terry Pratchett, I found they're short enough okay. and most of them are playful enough that I find them easy enough to get into yeah. and just kind of, just yeah. kind of pass through and be like, okay, yeah, length, length is definitely the killer when it comes to something that you're not 100% invested in. And that's what I'm finding right now because I'm reading Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. This is part of the Expanse series. It's been on my list for a long time. My wife read it and really liked it. I have several friends who are like, oh, you got to read it. And it's one of those ones, like with Dune and others, where I really am invested in the plot. But I think the character development 
is so weak that mm. to like to get me through the lean times of like things that I'm not super into, mm-hmm. it's just not there. It's a real pet peeve of mine when you have a character who I feel like all the characters are interchangeable. Like they play specific roles, but their dialogue and their personalities are not distinct enough mm-hmm. to really make them stand out. And when you have a book like this that has so many factions and so many different things at play, I really need that anchor mm-hmm. of a character that I'm into, you know? Yeah. Something I like like the Wheel of Time, like Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time books. That's a massive fantasy set. Even the first book, you know, is just a big, massive undertaking. And it has elements that I'm kind of like, all right, let's move it along. But those characters stand out so crisp, you know, from each other and from the page that it's like you kind of know what you're into when you're following Rand or Matt or whatever. And I'm just not finding that in Leviathan mm-hmm. Wakes. And it's really, I'm hitting this point where I was like, I, I either have to just give it up or I have to really like buckle down and read for like hours at a time to mm. get through it. And so what no. tends to be your your kind of go to when you're like uncertain about a book? Are you like a completist? We just push through for the most part or are you like a life is short? We're just ditching it. I used to be like for a long, long time. I used to be like, look, I've started this and I will finish it no matter who it hurts, <laughs> oh, you dear. know. Uh, and this job kind of broke me of that because I, you know, I'm trying to keep up with things that, you know, that people are interested in things that are popular book clubs we're doing or whatever. And I just reached this point where I was like, I don't have time for books. I don't like, I'm reading this one with a couple of friends in a sci-fi book club we do together. So I don't want to let them down. Mm. Um, but the party is counting on you. Yes, that's right. But I do sometimes like, and I did with this, I went and found like a synopsis, like a detailed synopsis, Mm -hmm. like a spoilery synopsis of the plot. And went through that up to as far as I am in the book. And we're kind of like, okay, I've got this a little bit more straight in my head. Okay. I think I can push through a little bit farther. But I'm right on the cusp of oh, man. of phoning it in. That's hard. I hate to admit it. Uh, anything else? What else uh, is on your... Finish anything good over the break? Or? I just finished Four Aunties and a Wedding. Okay. Which is the sequel it's to a Dial YA. A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, which is actually... Uh, the first is on my list of... Oh, you read the second one first? Well, no. Oh, you but mean it's on your list for later in the episode. So we'll okay, talk about gotcha. Later, Spoiler but alert. But okay. The sequel was not quite as good as the first well, one. Well, that happens. It was fun. That does know. happen. Okay. So. Um, I read a dumb one. So in our in the last episode was our uh, cozy Christmas episode. And uh, I read this donut. <laughs> it's like a donut shop mystery. This is what I read in 2021. And I really liked it. And I was always like, oh, I got to go back and read some more of those. So I finally did. I read one called Strawberries and Cream Murder by Susan Gillard. And it's just about this lady who runs a donut shop who happens to uh, solve crimes, you know. See, every time you talk about this series, I just have so many questions. Okay. Hit me. What do you got? Like, why? I don't know. I don't know. How did this happen? This one. So the one that I'd read with Bo two years ago was like book 40 or something. So like all the characters were really in place. And this is like people aren't married who are later married and like the reason why like this was a very this could have been a standalone because it was very specific to like this woman had this donut shop and she specializes in all these like kooky donut kinds and she had a protege that she sort of took under her wing and told her the recipes and they were going to be like partners protege went rogue and opened her own rival donut shops there's a lot of bad blood there well the protege winds up murdered with a strawberry and cream donut nearby, and she's allergic to strawberries, and it's a whole thing. So this one, it actually kind of makes sense that she's involved in this murder because she's right. kind of a suspect. Right. As it goes on, there's a flimsy, like, I am a consultant for the local police, and they call me in. But there's always donuts involved. So wow. 
I don't know. Say no to a good donut. But the thing is, it's such a good palate cleanser because it's a perfect length. And like, while it's cheesy and what you would expect from a donut themed murder mystery, as far as like quality, I feel like the writing is strong enough that I am genuinely interested in how the murder is going to resolve. And you don't like they're so to the point that you're not spending a ton of time in a in a weird donut mystery. So fair enough. I would read more. I would okay, read more because it's right. a good like maybe two sittings. I mean, you could knock it out at one if you wanted to, but like two sittings and you're done. You've had a fun little mystery to solve. And so I can't complain. And then I'm, I'm reading uh, Fool Me Twice, which is a um, Jesse Stone book series started by Robert Parker, continued by Michael Brandman after Parker's death. It's pretty good so far. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about Gwenpool. Have you read any Gwenpool? I think we've talked about this. About I can't Gwen remember Poole who's done it on mic. I have not read Still any nothing. Gwen okay. So the initial series is makes up five trade paperback volumes, and I read the last of them. It's just such a clever series. I don't know. It's very meta because she, uh, you know, the hook of the character is that she's in our world and she f- kind of falls into the Marvel Universe. So she knows everybody's secret identity. Mm. And as it progresses, she has a little bit more power to sort of pop in and out of stories and can kind of use the comic book panels to her advantage. And it's the kind of thing where like it could really easily get away from you like as a writer, you know, because it's so it's limitless in a lot of ways. And that's tricky. Um, But I feel like they really do a good job of using it to the strength of the character and the story. So I really like the series. I think you would too. So if we, if we get copies here, you got to read it sometime because I think you'd like it, but I finished Gwenpool and there's more. She shows up in other places, but I finished the initial series. Are you reading any comic book, graphic novel stuff lately? Um, I have read some graphic novels lately, partly because I've been, like, working really hard to hit my good goal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so around, like, late November, I was like, oh, I'm a maybe, like, 20-ish books behind. Yeah, yeah. So I need to pick up the pace and read some graphic novels. And I actually read a few recently that did end up on my favorites list. I read a lot of good stuff at the end of the year. I feel like okay. I don't really know. Wow. I don't know why. Okay. But all of a sudden... So were, but were they things that have been on your list all year and you're finally like, I'm going to do it or just some of them? Like okay. I finally read Z to the Space Girl, which oh, my like brothers that. have been like, yeah. you got to read this like for that. probably years now. Yep. And I really liked it's that. It's good. Yeah. I read a couple other things that were fun. I read the first of that All Summer Long by Hope Larson. That's oh. like about it's like about a middle schooler who plays guitar yes. and wants to start a band. I think I read that. Boy, I don't know. I'll have to check. It sounds familiar. I know that author. I've, I've read her other stuff. But. I read the first one and it was pretty fun. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Are you watching anything good? So I just finished Stranger Things. Oh, okay. And it was very good. Okay. It did. It is on my on my favorites list. Is of the it? Year. Okay. I also now I'm like, what now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's what, true. What There's, am I going to do? There kind of is nothing really like it. It's it's a really good mm-hmm. blend of of you know mystery and characters and suspense and supernatural and sci-fi. Like a lot of things come together. That being said, I did not enjoy this most recent season. You did not? I thought no, I thought it was one of the weaker of the seasons. How did you how did it land for you? I liked it overall. Did you? Okay, I feel well. like there were like specific specific moments or movements that I really appreciated. Okay. And maybe that sort of like helped me view okay. the whole thing with enough rose colored glasses that, <laughs> I, that I didn't notice other things that, that maybe were bugging you. Okay. I also felt like, I don't know, certain characters that I particularly like, I feel like had especially a chance to shine this mm, season. So okay. that maybe yeah. inclines me toward I, it. I really liked the mall season and I feel like that's one that tends to be less popular, mm. but I thought that was fun. Did you like that one? I thought it was fun. Yeah. I was a little sad that some of the characters were like 
some of the usual groupings were kind of oh, split up. Yeah, that's... But the new groupings were fun, so, yeah. like, how mad can I be, Well, that's you know? very, like, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but that's such a fantasy trope. You know, I don't know if they were trying to do that a little mm-hmm. bit, like, splitting up into different groups mm-hmm. and things. I don't it's know. It's like the two towers, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so watching that. Um, I watched a couple of movies lately. Did you watch Knives Out? I did watch Knives Out. Have you watched Glass Onion yet? I haven't seen it yet. There's a high likelihood that I will watch it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. So you got it in your sights. I watched Knives Out in theaters here in Wellsville back when it came out. And really, I had a good time with it. I liked it a lot. Glass Onion, I don't know. I guess I won't get into it since you haven't seen it. I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. At the end, I just get very tired of Agatha Christie tropes. We talked about mm-hmm. this with Bo last week. I just, that's not a... That's not a setting, like a setup that I particularly enjoy. And there was a lot of that in here, mm-hmm. purposely, intentionally, and right. well well done. But I feel like it, that's kind of you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. So that stood out to me as something that was kind of like an irritant. But a, gr- a lot of great performances. It's a great cast. So I'll be interested to hear what you think. And I don't mean to be a downer, but I also watched The Fablemans. Steven Spielberg, autobiographical movie. Have you heard of this? Or I seen don't it think or so. Anything? It's Michelle Williams, Paul Dano. Uh, it was... It's very sentimental. Like it felt to the point where it could have been like a Hallmark movie. Mm. I felt like so. I don't know. I wanted to like that. I was excited to watch it, and then I didn't like it so much. But you know, it's like Sometimes it's got a lot of best goes. picture buzz and everything. So maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. I think we have to be open to that fact. I'm just ready for you to start singing. Yeah. Hear hey, did you ones. ever see? Um, <laughs> did you ever see Black Panther? I still have not. Still no. Well, it was like we were gonna, and then there was the holiday season, and so that's I remember kinda, that. That's yeah. kind of how that went. Okay, all right, yeah. and Black Adam still no. Still no. Wow. Okay. Uh, shall we look into some book news? Let's do it. Okay. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. I'm gonna pull up the young adult hardcover bestseller list. No, no peeking, no cheating. Okay. 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 Here they are. Number ten. Seven weeks on the list, blood marked by Tracy Dion. Bree and her friends go on the run to save her love, Nick. Oh. Do you know this one? I don't. I'm peeking at the cover, though, and it looks like a... I'm wondering if it could be a sequel to something oh, else. Oh, normally it says, but yeah, maybe. Maybe. Number nine, Alice Oseman, seven weeks on the list. I was born for this. Angel meets the front man of her favorite boy band, The Ark. Do you know this one? I haven't read it, but I, but I know. know about Is it. Is it connected to other things? I assume so because everything kind of is. Right, yeah. But That's what I wondered. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know. They sure know what they're doing with this cover because it could not look more like Heartstopper if they tried. <laughs> so I think they, they know what's up. Hey, look at that. Number eight, 29 weeks on the list. Loveless by Alice Elsbin, one we read together. Yes. Georgia, a British teenager, works on accepting her arrow ace identity. Number seven, 24 weeks on the list. Family of Liars by E. Lockhart. The prequel to We Were Liars focuses on Katie's mother and aunts as teenagers in 1987. Ooh. I feel like there's been a lot more buzz around We Were Liars lately. Really? Like it was, was, like it coming was quiet back? for a long time hmm. and then there was like a little okay, a little pop. This is a name I know though. I haven't read any of her books. Number six, four weeks on the list, A Thousand Heartbeats by Kira Cass. Annika and Lennox are lovers on opposing sides of an impending war. That sounds like a very Kiara Cass What are you going to do? Book. I say having read zero Kiara Cass. But oh, you know. but you just know. But okay. I just know. Yeah. Okay. Number five, 18 weeks on the list, Lightlark by Alex Astor. Every 100 years, the islands of Lightlark appears and a deadly competition called the Centennial takes place. Hmm. So it's like if the Hunger Games and Brigadoon had a baby, it would be I this guess. book. Okay. I haven't heard of this at all, but it the premise kind of sounds 
exactly could like be, you know could be, four or so could be fun could be fun yeah, yeah i don't know number four 256 weeks on the list one of us is lying by karen m mcmanus this is a juggernaut obviously 256 weeks. yeah i was gonna say is this just gonna live here permanently it might now? it might for five students a detour into detention ends in murder, murder. so it's like a murdery breakfast club exactly Number three, 12 weeks on the list. The first to die at the end by Adam Silvera. In this prequel to They Both Die at the End, Orion and Valentino attend the premiere of Death Cast in Times Square. I've sure seen this book a lot. I've seen it around a lot. I have not read it. Okay. Number two, four weeks on the list. Five survived by Holly Jackson. Six friends on a spring break road trip in an RV are the target of a sniper. Oh. Huh. I, I wonder why. Well, right. What did I they mean, do? it's an intriguing title because we got six friends and it's called Five Survive. So oh. not everybody's making it out of that That's RV. Not good. So I don't know. Have you ever been in an RV trip? No. Never? In your whole life? No. Like I've road tripped okay. and I've slept in an RV, but never the two meet they together. They haven't happened, happened uh-huh. together. Uh-huh. Uh, my senior trip in high school, we uh, one of one of our, I was a very small class and we, we went in an RV from Michigan to Florida. Okay. So, so that was an adventure. And then I went on a bunch of RV trips with my grandpa, including one to New York State. The first time I ever oh. came to New York State was in an uh, RV. And that was when I was like, wait a minute, there's more than just New York City? <laughs> a classic Oh, response. ignorant me. <laughs> Number one. What was the first time you came to New York State? Just when you moved here? Was that it? I think so. What, were you like eight? Yeah. Okay. Number one, 21 weeks on the list. Long live the pumpkin queen. By Shay Earnshaw, Sally, the new queen of Halloween. Wait a minute. I know a Sally who's the queen of Halloween, but this is not about her. Sally, the new queen of Halloween town, must save her town from a sleeping curse. This is like Nightmare Before Christmas I think it's, fanfic. I think it's related somehow. <laughs> How like, do you feel? Oh, that's definitely related. her. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely her. How do you feel about uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas? I've never seen it. Really? I've been told a lot of times that I should and you I would should. love it, but okay. I hmm. haven't gotten to it. I don't, it's not... It's not for me. It's not my thing. I've only seen it once, and I was like, whatever. But how do you feel about Tim Burton-y-ness anyway, like Corpse Bride or anything like that? Have you seen I that haven't kind of seen. Stuff? I haven't seen much Tim Burton stuff. Okay. I feel like what I have seen. You're I okay didn't with? What do you remember? What fine. What Tim Burton thing have you seen? That's a really Beetlejuice? good question. Batman. No. Batman Returns. Big Fish. Mm-mm. No, none of those. Hmm. There's definitely something. But I don't Dark know Shadows. What it is. Okay. We're, we're going to figure this out we'll, together. We'll, one day. What about Wednesday? Oh, the Adams Family? Any of the Adams Family I have things? not seen the Adams Family. How about Wednesday on Netflix? I've been thinking I should watch that. Maybe that will what, can that fill the Stranger Things yeah. hole, you know? It might. I've only seen the first episode of that, but I liked it quite a bit. I okay. keep meaning to get back to it. It's uh, it's weird. It's it's uh, like when I started it, I watched maybe the first 15 minutes and it felt like a CW reject. And then I watched it a little bit more on another day. I was like, oh, let's give this a chance. And I was kind of into it a okay. little bit more than I was expecting. So I could I could see going the distance on that show. Okay. All right. Oh, that's it. That's number one. That's All I have one. to say about this, though, is that if Sally hasn't read it, she definitely has to. She should. She should. All right. Uh, let's do it. This is uh, this is our, our end of year recap. It's, it is really weird to me that it's like the end of the year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm in denial. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've both had like big years of transition because i like at the end of december so like the last like 10 days of december we moved here to wellsville and that was huge because we'd lived in that the house Mm -hmm. that we lived in for you know most of the time that we've been married so it was like 12 years or so that we were there and we moved and we've been settling in so this is like the end of our first year here but that was a big change you know 
changing school for my son and just like a, a, a very different everything. It's all been good and positive, but I think maybe that has extended the time for me. It's mm-hmm. felt like it's felt like it's been like five years in this past year and you got married. I got married. So you were engaged. How long were you guys engaged? I can't remember like now. Five or six months. Yeah. What's so a lot of to October. Yeah. A lot of 2022 like you were engaged and yeah. like planning a wedding. So when I think about the fact that we got engaged and married in the same year, I'm like, what? Yeah. I've, it feels like there was some kind of break or uh-huh. like yeah. time in between, but no, it was just made That's October. about, we, ours was a little shorter or a little longer than that. We got engaged in March and then got, married in november of that year so it was still like all one calendar Mm -hmm. year but we kind of had the whole summer you know to figure everything out and all that but yeah so that's that's a wild transition for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a big change (laughs) i'm also just thinking how glad i am that i never have to plan a wedding again oh yeah and i mean until like we have a kid who's sure but like yeah yeah but like when i think i think when i think about the fact that we got engaged and married in the same year and all the wedding planning nonsense that happened between i'm just like yeah, I'm a little, that's a big, I'm a shook. that's a big undertaking. I know. I just remember by the time like we got married, I was so ready to be done with that part of it. Mm. You know, like <laughs> I remember we definitely, we had some like, should we just, should we just elope? Should we just do it? <laughs> and we didn't, yep. but it was well, more, I feel like it was more than just a casual, like, should we just forget all this and <laughs> get married? I feel like you get to a point where you so strongly want to just do that. But yeah. by that point you're like, but we've already all the put work. so I much know. work into this. Why yep. does well just see it through? Yeah. Yep. So have you had time to read and watch things during this year? That's the question I have for you today. Surprisingly, sort of. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, so so what we're going to do is we each kind of combed through our movies and our TV shows and books that we read this year. We're going to kind of hit a top five on those. But it was crazy for me because I was going back through like, you know, Netflix viewing history and like my Goodreads books. And it it just, again, emphasized the fact that this year has felt so long because I was shocked to see some of the things that I had read or that came out in this year. And I was like, how how is that possible? But where do you want to start? Should we do? Let's do books. Okay, let's do it. All right. So. Handy dandy now, notebook here. I have five that are in no particular order. I have a top five, but they're not in a particular order. Not in order. any particular order. Okay. What do you got? Hit me with okay. one of your favorite books you read this year. First, I have Garlic and the Vampire. Okay. This is a graphic novel, one I read recently. Okay. And basically, it follows the story of a garlic, like, a clove of head garlic. of garlic. Okay. That was brought to life by a witch. Okay. And it's adorable, <laughs> I have to say. Okay. So cute. And it lives with all these other similarly garlic living vegetables vegetables (laughs) and they discover that there's a vampire living not far away and they're like well clearly garlic this is your job you have to take this on yeah it's a lot of responsibility garlic is extremely anxious i bet but she she accepts the challenge okay and i won't spoil what happens but but it has a good end okay how did you come across this i had read some graphic novel like some jew graphic maybe zeta the space girl or something like that okay and had marked it on Goodreads, and it was just like a similar kind of recommended one. Okay. And I was like, Let's intriguing. Do it. Yeah. And so I put a hold on both that and the sequel, Garlic and the Witch, and they came in, and I read them both in one yeah. day. Okay. Very good. All I right. recommend. Nice. The art style was very cute. Okay. Yeah, that can really make or break it. I just mm-hmm. read volume three of Laura Olympus. Where are you like totally up to date? I'm in, totally up to in date. In Webtoon. Okay. So I don't even remember what stuff is in volume three. Oh, okay. That's the All thing right. is like I keep seeing people being like volume two, yay, or like this yeah. thing, and I'm like, yeah. 
I, I don't know what was happening. <laughs> to like chart it, I used like the confines of of the uh, collective. I actually, I read it on Webtoon. Uh-huh. But volume three is, I want to say it's like 50 through like 70, 75 yeah, on Webtoon. What kind of stuff so. is happening? Well, I don't, I don't want to get into it. I don't, sp- I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, but I that reminds me because the art in that is just so good. I know. Like the limited color and the style and everything. Mm-hmm. It just really is well suited for that. And I just saw our copy of Volume 3 came in. So if you Excellent. haven't been reading it on Webtoon, we have it here. Uh, I'm not usually a huge nonfiction reader, but I see that three of the books on my list this year are nonfiction. Oh. So I'm going to give you one of those. This Maybe is one yeah. of the first. I got this for Christmas last year, and I read it in January of 2022. And that's The Boys by Ron Howard and Clint Howard. So, you know, I love retro TV and movies and all that mm. kind of stuff. I mean, that just like that nostalgia for that is is a big part of like when I was a kid watching Nick at Night. And now, you know, I just love that kind of thing. And I love Ron Howard movies. You know, he's one of my favorite directors. And so to really like hear him go through all of this early stuff and talk about movies like Eat My Dust and Grand Theft Auto, which are just these obscure little like indie movies that he made with Roger Corman, but I love them. They're just so fun. And the book really does a good job. It's like a dueling narrative. He and his brother, Clint Howard, each kind of take a chapter and talk a little bit about what was going on. So to track their careers and to get all this inside scoop and just like, you know, hanging around the, the set of the music man, you know, mm-hmm. and everything was just, just casually, you know, yeah. as you yeah. do. Well, yeah, but that's kind of how it is. It's uh-huh. like happy days, the Andy Griffith show and all that stuff. Just like all these things sort of incidentally happening. It was just, it was really well-written and I listened to about half and half. I read half and listened to half and the audiobook is read by them too. So that's just like another factor, you know? Uh, so I really like that and I would recommend it. I mean, really to anyone who, who likes, classic tv and movies but it's just a good story regardless so that uh that was an early contender on my list here for a favorite book of the year excellent what else you got all right i have dial a for aunties which we alluded to a little bit earlier yeah i don't know how to characterize this book because it's simultaneously a rom-com and like a murder crime exciting drama thing all right so the main character accidentally kills her blind date who is a creep so like we don't feel that bad for him you know and she freaks out and basically calls up her mom and aunties and is like what do i do and they decide that rather than going to the police they need to deal with this themselves okay but they're also wedding vendors and they have a wedding the next weekend (laughs) and the body magically shows up you know at the at the wedding location and shenanigans sure of course they have to yeah it was a great time so funny so absolutely hilarious all right. So that's good. I yeah. definitely recommend it. That sounds fun. Uh, I, one of my more serious ones was one called Forest of Vanishing Stars. This is by Kristen Harmel. And we do have this here in the collection. It's a World War II story, which I feel like I've read a lot of in the last couple of years. But this one is interesting. It has a, I don't want to say supernatural, but it, the setup is that this woman, she senses danger. Okay. She essentially kidnaps this little girl from her German parents and kind of raises her in the woods and treats like trains her to survive you know like these are the these are the plants you can eat these are the plants that use for medicine mm-hmm. this is how you avoid detection this is how you hunt like all this stuff raises her to be sort of a survivalist and this the girl ends up inheriting somehow this like sixth sense this sense for huh. danger so when the war breaks out and the the town is occupied and everything she's kind of alone in the woods and she's just kind of making her own way she was she was raised in isolation so she hasn't mm-hmm. really had a lot of interaction with people 
and she ends up sort of falling in with this group of Jewish refugees who are just kind of like, I don't know what they're doing. They're just like in the woods. And so she kind of takes a leadership role with them. And, you know, it just goes on from there. They meet different factions. Of course, they interact with Germans. And, you know, there was a whole thing with her birth family and why she was taken to begin with, which comes into play. So it's pretty layered. There's some romance in there. It doesn't always avoid sentimentality. You know, a couple of times I'm like, all right, you got to, so go ahead. But overall, it was uh, it was really good. It was just, it was really good. It was really interesting. And I think it's one, if you're not an avid reader of historical fiction, sometimes that can be a little off-putting. You know, a book that's, you know, this World War II set, like it could be sort of like, I don't want to do that. This, I feel like, was a good maybe entry point for somebody who hasn't read a lot of that kind of thing because there's a lot of historical facts and obviously the history of it really plays a pivotal role but it's um it's a very readable very easy kind of book to get into so yeah it was a good time all around Excellent. do you read a lot of historical fiction or just I old books you just read old books i mostly okay. just read fiction that is historical <laughs> but i read the occasional historical fiction yeah okay but i wouldn't say i'm like yeah battering down the doors giving me i do i tend to gravitate towards it i think yeah next up Zita the Space Girl, which we've already discussed a little bit. And again, this is one of my brothers were like, this is amazing. You have to read this. Yeah. And I just didn't get to it until now. But I thought it was really charming and fun and just like full of that kind of childlike wonder. Like when you're a kid and you just think about like monsters and aliens and robots and like it just really kind of revived that feeling for me of being a kid and having that kind of imagination. And so I was like, I had a great time. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah, I agree. I've read... A couple of volumes of that. I, I haven't read everything. I know there's a crossover with Mighty Jack, so mm-hmm. I haven't read that. Um, but, w- but one thing that impressed me, I read this with my son. He loved it and everything. It's great just as a graphic novel. It's a great graphic novel for really, I, you know, I think as young as seven or eight mm-hmm. could get into it. Um, but I think the thing that makes it next level for me is it, it is genuinely good sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, yeah. it's not just like, oh, it's a sci-fi setting. Like I think... Uh, I think the world and some of the elements of the plot that it explores have the makings of like genuine sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a, they could have got away with not doing that. I feel like, but it has that added value of being a genuinely yeah. good sci-fi adventure. So yeah, for sure. yeah. good pick. Uh, another nonfiction here, Carnival of Snackery by David Sedaris. So David Sedaris is, uh, he's right up there. If he's not my favorite author of all time, he's, he's in the top, two or three i mean he really uh i every time a new one comes out i just have like devour it i have to go for it and this dates back to my very first library job when i was a teenager back in michigan somebody one of the um one of the librarians there were like oh if you haven't read david sedaris you have to read it and so i did um and you know just ever since i've just patiently waited when for when a new thing comes out um, he's one where his readings in the audiobook also make it next level so if you're an audiobook listener i would say go with that uh, just maybe not while driving. But <laughs> Carnival of Snackery is the second volume of collected journals. So the first one was called Theft by Finding. Uh, and that is just his journals from the early days. And this is more recent, you know, right up to, I, I want to say it goes up to 2020, something like that. Uh, so pretty recently here. This uh, would probably not be one that I would recommend for somebody who's never read his books before. Because it is snippets and it's it's shorter stories. And it, it, there's a shorthand to it where you have to kind of... You have to kind of know about his family and his sisters and his partner and just life in general. So I don't think this would be a good entry point. But as somebody who's like read everything he's ever written, for me, this was just perfect. And it was great as an audiobook, like walking to work and stuff, just listening to these like 
you know, anywhere from three minutes to 10 or 15 minute stories uh, that were just sort of like day in the life stuff. I really liked it. So I would recommend it to David Sedaris fans, but I think it works better as an audiobook or something that you're going to pick up and just read a couple entries. This mm-hmm. is not the not kind a of pound through. No, I don't think, I think it'd get pretty tedious sitting there and reading 50 pages of it at once because, you know, it's incidental kind of stuff. Right. But. I've read like two like short excerpts. Oh, okay. Okay. I nice. thought they were funny. Yeah. But I don't remember them because it was a long time sure. ago. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think you'd enjoy him. He's just so clever and mm-hmm. his delivery is top notch. All right. Also on my list, we have Nevermore, The Trials of Morgan Crow. Oh, Crowe. like I feel Neil like Gaiman? No, it's, um. What am I thinking? Like is that J- Neverwhere? I don't know. Yeah, that's Neverwhere. Okay. It's like a J fantasy story. This is one I read earlier in the year. Okay. Also a recommendation from my brothers. They just tend to give me good recommendations. I guess so. Yeah, like, get them on the payroll. I know. It's this is also like another one that I think I really enjoyed because it was so imaginative and different. Okay. okay. And I feel like I haven't read as much fantasy in recent years because after a while I started feeling like it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. And I was just kind of getting tired of it. But this felt really like a different kind of world and playful and unexpected. And so... I just really enjoyed it, okay. and I think, I think it has broad age appeal. So okay, that's cool. One that I read more recently was called Hurricane Girl. It's by Marcy Demansky. It's a pretty short read. It's it's still in our new collection here. It, it hasn't uh, hasn't even come off new. It's it's a pretty recent, but it is about this woman who early on in the book there's a hurricane, hence Hurricane Girl. She winds up in sort of an unsafe situation. She winds up with a head injury. Oh. And the rest of the book, she's dealing with a head injury, but it's it's interesting because it's really not the forefront of the book. It's not right. like, this girl has a head injury. Let's let's see. It's like she's sort of living her life, and you spend the whole book not knowing who's driving the ship. You know ah. what I mean? Like, is she making poor decisions? Is she making decisions she wouldn't normally because she's dealing with a very right. recent head trauma? And so because of that, it's like... It's intriguing, it's interesting, but there's also a little bit of an air of menace or dread because you right. just don't know. Like you can't you feel like you can't trust her the whole time. Like is she looking out for her own best interests? Is she is she being safe? You just don't know. And so because of that, it's a really engaging like you just have to know where it goes and what happens next. Right. So that's a it's a pretty quick read and and one that I think was just uh, really clever. So I would I would recommend that one. I think it's I think it's a good time. Those are always fun ones that kind of like keep you like, what's going to happen? I know. I know. And th- it definitely keeps you guessing because anything can happen. You know, when you're dealing with someone who's not mm-hmm. behaving in a rational way, you can't really apply typical right. like logic right. to a character like that. So, yeah. So is this your final? Of this is my final, final one. Five? Okay. Okay. We have Enola Holmes and the Elegant Escapade. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. After this year together podcasting on this show there's not a louise penny book i thought louise penny went without saying okay you know what i mean i'm like so that's we're just picking uh, our top five favorite books okay and i'm like louise penny hasn't been a book it's been like a journey an that i've it's gone a lifestyle. on this okay year. all right so louise penny does louise make penny it is just just the atmosphere in okay. which i lived this okay year. all right all right then i will allow it anyway enola holmes okay so i read the original enola holmes books I think roughly as they were coming out. Okay. And I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely loved them. And so keep in mind, this is like middle school, early high school for me. And then there's been like the movies the last couple of years. Yes. Two of those have come out that mm-hmm. I thought were pretty good. Made some questionable choices in terms of adapting the book material. Oh. But, you know. Okay. Come to find out that after a gap of like 10 or 11 years, wow. the author just was like, yeah, I'm going to write some more Enola Holmes huh. books. 
So there are does, two. Does that decision predate the movies or or as it's being adapted? Is she like, you know what? I've got more to say about this. Do you think? I think they're roughly contemporaneous. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'm not sure right. how much that affects how the decision. like how do they play? Like, do they feel like Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmesy stuff? Like how? YA, you know what I mean? Like yeah, how, they don't feel too like campy YA the way I feel okay. like YA things sometimes can. They feel very, I guess, natural and authentic, but they also are like from the perspective of a young to mid-teen girl. Okay. And so they definitely feel, they feel that way and they don't feel like Conan Doyle's writing style, but I feel like they, they're plausible for how Sherlock Holmes' sister okay, would Okay, so they could sort act. of like inhabit the same world, mm-hmm. if not necessarily like the writing. The exact same writing yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. We're saying YA. I guess I've always kind of pictured these books as more like a junior level, like 8 to 12 year old. Is that not true? I think they're a little bit of a crossover Are they? Level. Okay. I feel like I wouldn't have been sure until I walked down to the stacks and found the first one in the YA section. I okay. was like, all right, guess that's what it is. Well, it's impressive that she managed to stick the landing on that because in the era of reboots, if we ha- as know. we have been for the last uh, couple of years, it's very hit and miss. Like if you really yeah. can successfully go back to that well yeah. or not, but she did it. She, I think so. I will say there's two of them out so far and I read both of them. The first one did feel a little funky like so many things about it felt so right yeah. and so much like the first one but some of the dialogue just felt a little odd and i don't know how much of that is because i just don't remember the original ones that well because it's been a long time yeah. or i think it could also be that the main character is alone for so much of the original series that there just isn't a lot of opportunity for her to talk I to see. people in I just kind of like a casual okay. way and so that that's just like a new and different thing or like but the second of the two, I did not have any issues with. Okay. The dialogue felt fine. Huh. Everything was good. Okay. So. It's funny how in, in, in reboots, you know, whether it's a book or TV or movies, how if it's if something is off, it f- has that stink of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not in a good way. Like, some fan fiction mm-hmm. is great and fun, but sometimes it's just sort of like, really? And I've noticed that with a lot of remakes, I feel mm-hmm. like it just sort of, it's like, yeah, these are the right characters, but this just feels wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, not to go down a giant rabbit hole, but, yeah. like, I remember feeling very much that way when I read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child of, like... Oh, well, yeah. It's the characters, but it it didn't... Yeah. It felt like fan fiction yeah. more, than, yeah. more than part of the same story. Yeah, I get that. That's how I feel about Star Trek Picard. I hate you, Star Trek Picard. <laughs> worst... <laughs> Called out. I do. I hate it so much. I, I said the other day that it was the worst of Star Trek, and my wife was like, it's not even Star Trek. You know what? She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Uh, I would I would erase that from existence if I had the power. Gosh, should we just talk about new Star Trek? No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> my final book is nonfiction, and it is, I must say, by Martin Short. How do you feel about Martin Short? He's in Only Murders in the Building, and I like That's that. That's right. He is. Yeah. 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 Okay, but is that pretty much it? Like, you know, the... That's all I'm aware of offhand that I've seen of him. Okay. But it could be that he's sneakily been other things that yeah. I just don't recall. He just pops up in places. <laughs> I mean, I've always loved Martin Short, like dating back to the Three Amigos era and, and everything since. Um, so reading this book was really interesting because I just, I knew kind of next to nothing about him other than he's, you know, Canadian, kind of mm-hmm. came up in Canadian theater and things like that. But reading about some of the tragedies in his life and like some of the twists and turns in his career and everything was just interesting as a story. But I also feel like it was just very well written Mm. and he managed to talk about you know loss and success and everything's without it coming across schmaltzy or anything like that 
Um, so yeah, I, uh, I love this book. I thought it was really great. And I read this just recently. So this was sort of one that's sneaking in nice. just under the wire at the end. Uh, let's move on to some TV shows. What, do, right. what are you watching this year that, uh, that really landed for you? Well, as already mentioned, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Okay. Stranger Things. Yeah. Cause this is, if, if people don't remember, this was like all the time that Stranger Things has been going on. You've been. I've been like, no, we're not. We're but not sort of like aggressively, like, yeah, I will never. I would, I would say, yeah. I would say there's definitely an undercurrent of yeah. antagonism. Because and it's so poppy? Because it's so Partly like, because it's so poppy. Okay. And when it came out, I had I a number that. of friends who were like, you got to watch this. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. I've been guilty of this. Yes. And so I definitely did that. But I also like am generally not super into like gross or like mm. vaguely violent or well, horror adjacent things it has all of those things doesn't it it sure does yeah. and especially when i was a teen which was when it was coming out i had even less ability to deal with those things than i do yeah. now so there was also kind of an element of like self-preservation of like we're just <laughs> we're not doing this but then when season four came out and i started seeing the clips just popping right. up in my facebook right. feed yeah. i was like this does look kind of good so pretty much like october through december just watched the entirety Everything. of Stranger had Day. your husband seen it Yes. Oh, he had. Seen all of it. Okay. Okay. So he graciously chose to rewatch. To it. rewatch it. Yeah. This most recent season, those episodes were so long. They were so long. They were so long. They were so long. I don't know. That one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Which, know. You know what? Here's another thing. Here's another thing that that really hurt my watching of it. Okay. I don't know why, but I thought that this was the last season. Okay. I thought. I think it was because because it came out in like two little. You know, it was like. The first whatever four mm. episodes and the last two, however that worked out. And I think the marketing around like the final episodes of the season, I thought we were watching the end. And so I was very much like, how is this the end? I don't understand. It does have some last season vibe it does. in its presentation and in the fact that the episodes are so long. I yeah. feel like that's the kind of thing you do when so, you're like, we got to finish. So I was watching this as like the culmination of, of this thing. And then when it ended and it was clearly like mm -hmm. to be continued, I was like, what? So that threw me off. So I that's can see on that. Me. that. That's would, on me. That would definitely change. But the I didn't. I didn't experience. like it as much. I mean, I I already mentioned Star Trek, and they're not on my list. But I've really enjoyed uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which is the animated uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which I've been watching with my son, my wife, and my son, and I have all been able to watch that together, which is super cool. And uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is just great sci-fi. So those are all like Louise Penny for you, the cool modern Star Trek, not Picard. The cool modern Star Trek is all. All kind of like just to be understood the, right, that right. I was a fan. As far as like sitcoms, I feel like this was like the year of sitcoms for me because I've been really loving Ghosts, which I think you would love. Okay. You haven't seen that at all. I have though. not. Okay. So that's a CBS thing. Really enjoying Young Sheldon. Um, and Never Have I Ever is a Netflix sitcom. Have you seen that at all? It's Mindy I've Kaling. I've seen previews. I see. But not but the not actual. But not the actual show. I've been really into that. And they really have successfully, you know, it's, it's a whole... You know, there's there's the YA tropes of like of course. these two very different guys and how is it all going to work out? But it's like that's kind of reductive to say that's what it's about because it's not. But mm -hmm. like that is an undercurrent of of every season of the show where it's a kind of this triangle. Um, but it's actually it's a pretty complex show. I feel like you know it, it, dealing with loss and and you know. Uh, coming into other cultures and things it's there's really a lot of moving pieces to it and it mm. manages to stay clever and funny and you know kind of keeps you guessing and surprised so you know i've really liked that this year well, have you watched any sitcoms any uh, comedy kind of things this year 
That's a really good question. Let me look Thank at my. Thank you. Let me, let me look Consult at my your list. mushroom notebook, please. I don't. I don't have any like sitcommy things. Okay, on that's all right. List. It wasn't required. This, see, and this was the thing where we were like, "Oh, TV shows. We'll pick some favorites." And yeah. I was like, "Did I even watch any TV shows <laughs> other than Stranger Things this year?" Which I think really goes back to the not having any concept of yes of when is when sure is what. sure but yeah that makes sense. Okay, well, what do you got on your list? What do you I like? I have Moon Knight, which was one that I definitely really? forgot came out this year. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed huh. it. Huh. I feel like we haven't talked about this. Yeah. I didn't know you loved Moon Knight. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it did a lot of different things from how a lot of the Marvel stuff normally goes. That's true. Which yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And I thought the actor, whose name I forget... Oscar Isaacs? Yeah. Okay. I thought he did a really good job. He did. I had a little trouble buying that Oscar Isaacs is a hapless nerd, but... He he was he was good. <laughs> he was good. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what so what about it? I yeah, I don't know. I thought the story and kind of the mystery elements and how they slowly revealed things okay. I found really compelling. And then when you get to some of the end stuff it's just like totally whack and it's like okay. also there's a hippo and like things like that. <laughs> True. I had a great time with. So. so was that your favorite superhero like, I guess we'll just talk shows. Was that your favorite superhero show of the year? I don't know. Okay. Cuz all the superhero shows that came out this year, I so did like what? quite Ms. like. Ms. Marvel and Ms. She-Hulk Marvel and, and She-Hulk. I was also Is that a big it? fan. Is it just the three of them? That's all I can think of. I mean, there's, yeah, there's like ongoing DC stuff, Titans and stuff like that, but that's that's basically it. Okay, but you, so you think Moon Knight edges out She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel? I do have She-Hulk also on my okay. list of favorites. Okay. They're so different, I feel like it's a little hard to compare. Yeah, it's true. So well, I, I would really give it to She-Hulk. I would give it to She-Hulk over uh, over Moon over Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. I mean, I thought She-Hulk was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I in the beginning, like I wasn't quite getting the tone. Like it took me a little bit to, mm-hmm. and there were certain expectations I had based on the comics and stuff that that I had to kind of like get over in my mind. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that I did because I eventually like I really liked the show and I loved the ending. Yeah, I thought it was really clever. I think. Like, I was expecting a little bit more of, like, the law side of it to be more mm-hmm. serious. Like, I don't know why. I just got in my head that, like, that was going to be... It was going to be a little bit more like that. Eventually, I really liked the tone. I thought it was really funny. I thought she was really funny. I thought the way they used, like, Emil Blonsky and Bruce Banner and stuff was all yeah. really well-crafted. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Ms. Marvel didn't make your list. See... Because you love Ms. Marvel as a character. I loved Ms. Marvel as a yeah. character. And I thought the show did a good job, even though I was concerned about them changing the powers etc but i feel like just kind of like as a show i was more wowed by moon knight and she hulk okay i get that miss marvel i think fell into that trap of the first season being basically a prologue Mm -hmm. you know like we didn't really get what we well at least what i wanted from it until kind of the last Mm -hmm. episode or so and i think i it might have ranked a little higher had it gone more for the stuff yeah from the beginning. had it had it kind of hit it yeah. hard yeah yeah i don't i don't really understand why it took the path that it did but yeah i'm sticking with comedies for a minute because i i've always liked the show blackish um but i've mm. I'd never seen grownish which is like the uh like the college set spinoff mm-hmm. and i got to the point in blackish where they sort of branch out and they're all on disney plus now and so i've been kind of watching them together and this is like my go-to show when um uh, we, uh usually my wife and i we kind of like watch everything together which is maybe too cute i don't know do you guys watch do you and caleb watch like all things 
together? Do you have like this is we watch his show and most things together. Most things that I watch, Caleb also watches. I see. but not all things that Caleb watches do I Got also it. watch. And there's a lot of things Caleb's interested in that I'm kind of like, you're like eh, you're you know. Pass on. Yeah, usually for Hillary and I, our interests just sort of line up. So like, if there's a show that I want to watch, odds are she wants to watch it too. And I'm sure she'd like Blackish, but like this was just one that like when I have 20 minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, that I'll like pop it on. Or if I'm here and I'm just eating lunch at my desk, mm-hmm. like that's kind of my go-to. So Gronish was kind of like, yeah, whatever. But I really got into the first season. I'm in the second season now and it's just fun. I- I'm not great at b- binge watching. Like I- I'm just, it's not something that I'm good at, but I can with sitcoms, you know? And so like blackish or Gronish, especially if I'm like doing something else and like have it on, I can really like pound through those. So those cracked my list this year. I liked them quite a bit. Excellent. What about you? What do you got? All right. Let's see here. I'm loving this mushroom notebook. It Thank feels you. very on brand for you. I don't yeah. know. Well, when, when I had to retire the rubber ducks, I knew that uh-huh. I had to find something of equal yes. caliber sure. to take its place. And you thought mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can't fault All you. All right. I'm going to skip over She-Hulk because we pretty much already we did. talked we about it. that. We covered it. Caleb and I just watched Dash and Lily, which yeah. is like a Christmassy. I don't know if it's the first season of something or if it's just kind of like a one- miniseries ish yeah it's uh, it, it is its own thing there's several of the books but the series i think was only it okay. and that's based on the first book right because once i found out there were several books i was like are they making more of this yeah. or are we just are we just done yeah i it was like canceled but i watched i think we watched that last year which yeah. uh, it was pretty good it was yeah. pretty good it's just like a fun Christmassy kind of high school rom-com, but I thought the like almost you've got mail aspect of like them writing yeah. notes to each other but not knowing yeah. each other yet was yep. really fun. That so. was fun. You know, the um the books, uh, which I haven't read this book, but I read a bunch of the other books. This is written by David Levithan and Rachel Cohn, and they also wrote like oh Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist okay. and other things like that. We actually had Rachel Cohn, uh, we interviewed her on the show back in the all the book show days. And so it was really interesting talking to her about how those books are written because they are like a chapter is from Dash's perspective, a chapter is from Lily's perspective and Rachel just wrote all the Lily stuff and David Levithan wrote all the Dash stuff and they would kind of like round Robin it. Like there Mm -hmm. wasn't a huge plan. She Mm -hmm. said that it was kind of like she'd get his chapter and she'd write the next one and so forth, which I think is a really interesting way to write books. I always think it's so cool and I love when books do that and they're successful because sometimes they just like the styles feel too different or like, it just doesn't quite work. But when books do that and like it really works, yeah. I just find it really satisfying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would have watched more of the Dash and Lily show. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought the leads were really well cast. And yeah. Like they, they managed to make it charming without too cutesy. And yeah. I would definitely have taken a second season. It was good. It was good. On the heavier side, I watched The Patient. This was a Steve Carell, Don Hall Gleason show I feel where like i remember you mentioning this. yeah was this like a you binged it while you were sick kind of a thing <laughs> no but i did binge dope sick okay while okay. i was sick but no this was um it was it was a drama but it was half hour which was brilliant i feel like that really uh worked for the tone of the show and it was dom hal gleason plays a serial killer who's trying not to be a serial killer oh. and steve carell is his doctor and he's obviously holding the fact that he's a serial killer this is like the premise of the show. He's saying like there's some other bad habit that he wants to quit. And finally, he's like, I got to be honest. We really have to do this for it to work. And so he abducts Steve Carell and like chains him in the basement and is like, we're going to stop me from being a serial killer together. But you're being held prisoner. So it was no pressure, real, you know, you know, it's like every episode, the screw just gets turned more and more. And it's like, 
how can this resolve? Where can this go? It was really well done, and I was really satisfied with the ending, which I think in a show like that, it's almost next to impossible to end that well, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, it's really how could it end well for everyone? You know, like, how how could you, right. all the things you want to happen, because you're kind of rooting for him, you're kind of rooting for the Steve Carell character, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you know, and I feel like the way they resolved it really was satisfying and I was impressed by that. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Cool. It's a good one season watch. Did you got anything on the serious mystery murder side? Other than only murders? Like, I feel like and I haven't watched a ton of that this year, but I feel like that's really been the only that's it. serious okay. stuff that I've had. All right. What were some of your other favorites this year? Alrighty. A Heartstopper. Oh, okay. Which I'd seen, again, I'd seen some trailers for this when it came out and I knew that the books had kind of taken off. Yeah. And so I did read them first. I like read them all pretty much in one weekend. And then I was like, all right, I could do some more of this. Let's watch the show. Okay. And I think it's a really good adaptation of the books and just well cast and fun. Has like that, that really sweet, relaxed vibe okay. that I think the books have. Okay. So I really enjoyed that. And I feel like we talked about this, but you were pretty happy with the casting too, right? Yeah. Did you think that it was... I think that all the casting, there's like one character that I'm like... This isn't at all how I pictured them, but it but works. But it works. Oh, okay. So. All right. Uh, this is one that I feel like maybe I'm the only one in the world who would put this on their favorite because uh, <laughs> I didn't hear anything positive about it. But there was a show on Netflix called The Pentaveret with uh, uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. And Austin Powers came out like right when I was in high school. And mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> probably like one of the earliest PG-13 movies that I saw. And I just thought like it was so funny. And I felt like it was kind of naughty and I don't know. I've just always liked Mike Myers probably from my like immature teenage years. But the Pentaveret was him. uh, He plays like five or six characters. And the basic plot is there's the Pentaveret, this five, this group Mm -hmm. of five who kind of secret society that controls everything. And one of them dies. And so they're trying to like fill that position. And then it kind of becomes a murder mystery within that. It's so crazy and chaotic and stupid, but, it somehow worked. I don't know. I liked it. This was one where I was working an election mm-hmm. and I downloaded all the episodes like on my tablet. And so in between voters, I watched the Pentaveret. And so I watched it all in one, like in one day, one really long day, probably why I liked it as much as I did. But, uh, <laughs> so I don't know who I would recommend it to. I guess people my age who liked Mike Myers in the mid nineties probably enough. would see enough of that in it to enjoy it. But whatever you say about it, it was very original and I appreciated that. I got one more. How about you? I'm out because I did She-Hulk. Oh, you're out. Okay. I did well, She-Hulk with Moon Knight. Then I watched one called Life and Beth, and it was Amy Schumer and Michael Sarah on uh, Hulu. And it was just a really good show about Amy Schumer's character sort of like coming into her own, and she meets Michael Sarah, and they have kind of a, a non-traditional uh, romance, and it mm-hmm. was just really good. It was one of the shows that I was like, next, next, next. Awesome. Um, how about movies, Allie? So this is not a movie that came out in 2022. All right. But I just recently watched Klaus with my family. Oh, Have you okay. seen it? No. Santa, okay. Santa Claus theme? But it's like, yeah, it's yeah. Santa Claus themed. And it has this very like tall tale feel of like, it's kind of like an origin story of Santa, but it's not smarmy or like Santa-y the way you would oh. expect. Like it okay. feels very un-Santa-y, but then it's an origin story of Santa. Okay. Which I thought was really fun. Huh. And it was just like beautifully drawn and animated really funny and ultimately really like sweet and heartwarming and so i had a great oh. time watching it okay it's a fun christmas movie but i feel like you could watch it at other times of year and still enjoy it 
Grant Morrison, his comic book writer, has a uh, has like a Santa Claus origin that I've always wanted to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting thing. And I know like L. Frank Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz, also has a Santa Claus story. And then, you know, Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Interesting. I would not have guessed that to be on your list, but here yeah, we are. It was really good. We've already kind of hit some superhero stuff this year. And I guess you haven't seen a lot of the superhero movies that came out this year. I um, really haven't, other than, you know. Did you see Thor? And I Doctor saw Thor. We know. And Doctor Strange. We saw Doctor yeah. Strange, yeah. Been there, done that. I was really having a hard time trying to pick my favorite superhero movie of the year. Um, it's definitely not Doctor Strange, and it's not Wakanda Forever. Um, but between Thor, Love and Thunder, The Batman, and Black Adam, I'm really torn. Because they're all completely different, you know. And I feel like all of them have had sort of mixed reviews. But Thor, Love and Thunder, I just really liked the balance of of humor and seriousness i thought like there was enough of thor being like cool and strong and powerful Mm -hmm. but also playing with him being kind of (laughs) you know dense Mm -hmm. uh i feel like worked really well did you like that one i did yeah i thought it was good yeah the batman i wasn't like i didn't need another like dark moody batman origin story but something about something about how it all came together like you know the the big like epic showdown at the end and everything. Mm-hmm. I was, I remember watching that in the theater here and like about halfway through it being like, I think maybe I love this. And I, <laughs> I do, I do really think that it was good. And it's, it's a contender for me because I, I didn't expect to like it. And I found myself like in the last couple of weeks being like, I kind of want to watch the Batman again, which is not a thing that I would normally do. So I definitely I, forgot that came out this year. Yeah. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. I don't know that it would have made top five had I remembered, but I liked it. Okay. All right. And then Black Adam. Black Adam is another one where I was like, I guess I have to watch this. Like just being a DC fan and a Shazam fan, like I guess I have to watch it. But I went into it with nothing, you know, just Mm -hmm. like it was just checking a box, though I still haven't seen Morbius. Um, And yeah, I really, I really liked it. I I thought that it, it handled the whole there's a big element of it where Black Adam shows up and in, in you know after however long being like in solid rock and comes back and is kind of the protector of this country and the country has like an occupying force in it and there's a really deep conversation around like mm-hmm. being occupiers in this country and and why haven't superheroes done anything about that and it had a depth to it that I wasn't expecting hmm. and I felt like Dwayne Johnson varied his performance it wasn't just like the rock is black adam you know i thought he actually was like acting it and uh, you know i loved pierce brosnan as dr fate uh, i thought it was really well cast and it kind of seems like it's dead now with all the changes that uh warren brothers dc comics and all that but i was down for black adam too like i was ready to watch it so i don't know i guess by the thinnest of margins i gotta give it to the Batman is my favorite superhero movie of the year, but it's a tough call for me. So I don't know. You got to keep me a date up to date when you watch the other ones. I'll definitely let you know. But um, the other ones on my list here, I mean, one is super obvious and that's Top Gun Maverick. It's like the kind of blockbuster movie that we don't get anymore. I mm. feel like it's just so big and popcorny and just like, I don't know. I never have I seen a movie that understood the assignment as well as Top Gun Maverick because it is it's very similar to the first one. Like it's a very like you can you can see obvious parallels with characters and plot and everything. And yet like it manages to bring things new and be fun. And it's just like not that I ever wanted a sequel to Top Gun, but this is exactly what a sequel to Top Gun should be. And 
bring it on. Give me give me number three. <laughs> you know, I liked it quite a lot. What do you got on yours? Alrighty. Let's see. I've got Coco, which is another fun anime. Oh, okay. I watched with my family All right. recently. All right. This is one that it came out and I was like, yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah. And just didn't yeah. until the last month. Yeah. I, my appreciation really for Coco has kind of grown. I, I saw it in theaters here and was was like, yeah, okay. The music's kind of grown on me a little bit. And yeah, I think that's a, that's a good choice. Yeah. That's a good I choice. Thought it was, I thought it was fun and handled its emotional beats well. Yeah, true. True. I haven't, I don't know, a lot of recent Pixar-y stuff I haven't really been down for. I don't know. That was probably the best of, of recent stuff. Yeah, I feel like I just haven't been as much on the Pixar boat no. lately. With no. like things that have been coming out, I see them and either I'm like, meh, yeah. or I'm, I just don't get around to seeing it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toy Story 4, back when that came out, that was one that I was like, why would you ever make a Toy Story 4? And I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, and Lightyear as well. It's like, I don't know why you'd do that, but it was a pretty decent sci-fi, but it, I don't know. I haven't, I did just haven't landed for me yeah. like they used to. I don't know what that's about, but did you see Turning Red? I haven't. I haven't seen that one either. I'd like to, Yeah. but I haven't seen it. I don't remember if Luna was Pixar or not, but I thought that was really meh. And I don't care about Encanto either, but that's not. <laughs> Do you have some kind of a personal <laughs> vendetta against Encanto? No, I just, it's just whatever. You know, I just, I thought the music was like on its own is fine, but like it didn't really, it was like a complete stop of action and let's do music in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really disappointed with Strange Worlds also, which I think is just Disney, not Pixar. But that's the one that just came out. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a, I don't know, paid by numbers, you know, didn't like it, didn't like it. I mean, you got you got to give it props for the diversity in the cast and the stories that it it's telling. I mean that that was a huge step forward, but like, doesn't mean it's a good movie, mm. you know. That's always <laughs> I feel like especially disappointing when you're like, ah. Oh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, why can't this be better? But yeah, just the writing <laughs> I felt like was really weak. So I don't know. I don't know. I got a couple more here. What what else you got movie Alrighty. wise? Um, everything everywhere all at once. I haven't seen that. You haven't? No. Um, this I seems like a movie that you would rush I know, out to see. I know. And there's been so many times where we're like sitting Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. We were like, should we finally watch this? And then we ended up with something else, which made my list. Mm-hmm. But yes, a million times I've been almost about ready to watch that movie and just haven't yet. All right. I got to watch it. Why do you it. like it? Tell me why. There's so much going on in the movie. Like, I mean, it's everything everywhere all at once. You know, like that's a that's a, that's a lot to bite off. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I thought. In terms of like a multiverse thing, in terms of multiverse thing, it did what Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness should have done. Oh, you didn't like that movie? Oh, it wasn't hmm. my favorite. Oh, okay. It's the first time hearing of it, but okay. Um, so the multiverse stuff I thought was really cool, and I also thought that like kind of the crux of what the story about was really satisfying, and like there's mother daughter dynamics that I thought were really well handled and interesting and. It like both lands some really powerful emotional beats, but also is like consistently so absurd. I don't know how you can pull that off. Okay. But somehow they did. Okay. Well, all right. You just push it up to the top of my list. The movie I watched instead of that on Christmas Eve was called Vengeance. It's the one that was written and directed and starring BJ Novak, best known from The Office. Okay. Ashton Kutcher is also in it. Uh, And it was one. Do you know anything about this movie? I do not. Okay. 
BJ Novak plays a guy who's he's like a reporter and he's trying to break into like the like true crime podcast kind of world. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get a leg up in the whole like media side of things. And he's a very kind of a vacuous character and he has all these like meaningless relationships and stuff. And he gets a call from this guy being like, hey, your girlfriend's dead. And it oh boy. to him, it's just a girl that he had a quick little fling with mm-hmm. and that's it. So he ends up going down to Texas and then it kind of becomes he's like, wait a minute, this could be. This could be it. This could be oh like my gosh. the thing. And so... Seems like kind of a weird response. Yes. And so he gets pulled into that and it goes in directions that I didn't anticipate. And I felt like it was just such a kind of profound in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like what it says about culture and what it says about... I, just the, the journey his character takes, I feel like, is something that I haven't really seen on screen. And it really nailed it. So I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. But I would really recommend that. That maybe really maybe the best movie I saw this year. I don't know. It's up there. It's up there. I'd say. Yeah. Any more for you? Uh, I think I have a few okay. more. The Wedding Season. Which Wh- I think... Who is that? Who's in that? I don't actually know who okay. any of the actors are. I think there might have something been uh, like another either movie or show called The Wedding Season that yeah. came out this year. Huh. This okay. is the one that's like a Bollywood adjacent rom-com. Oh. Okay. And I think it I know was, what you mean. It was very good. Okay. It successfully paid homage to Bollywood without like okay going too deep. Yeah. And it's like a you know a little fake dating thing, and of yeah. course you know you know how that's gonna end. But I thought it went through kind of the process of that really well, and just had fun characters, and it was just like a movie that I watched and I got done, and I was like, yeah. That I love was, that. That was that's a good, a good time. that's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we hit mine. So okay. What else you got? I also have do revenge. Did I don't you know see that either. No. Okay. This is like a one of those like teen high school okay. movies. Okay. Okay. And it has Maya Hawk and like oh. Kayla Mendez. Sure. Okay. And oh it like, yeah. Okay. I yeah, haven't okay. seen it, but I do know what you mean now. Yeah. It pitches itself as being like, oh, these two girls who are really different, they team up to get revenge, to do revenge. Yes. On these two people who have wronged them, and it kind of does that, but about two-thirds of the way through the movie it just takes this turn and like goes in ways you don't Uh, expect okay and it was like it somehow delivered on what i anticipated it being and also totally threw me for a loop and gave me something i didn't even know i wanted okay so it was it was bizarre huh the most bizarre teen movie i have ever seen well okay all right it was a good time okay that sounds fun yeah yeah, I this this was harder. I feel like than other years trying to come up with like a list of things, but there was quite a lot good that came out this year, and I feel mm-hmm. like looking back in retrospect, like I there was a lot of good stuff that I that I watched and saw and read this year. So yeah, good year overall. Do you have reading goals for twenty twenty three? My plan for twenty twenty three is that rather than setting myself a good reads goal of like one hundred and four books, yeah, I'm gonna back off a little bit and try to read some more like nonfiction and some other like a little bit weightier stuff yeah so i want to finally read braiding sweetgrass by robin Kimmerer this year okay that i've been meaning to read i've read excerpts but I, that i've been meaning to read the whole thing for like the past three or so years and, and just this haven't is, this is gonna be the year i think this is gonna be the year i'm definitely with you as far as like not putting pressure on it because i feel like i have like especially like the last couple of pandemic years i i don't know some somehow i feel like more pressure like i have to get more i have Mm -hmm. to keep going you know and i end up being stuck in things i don't like or i end Mm -hmm. up like stressing about it rather than like reading to relax and just like 
gravitate towards things I like and not reading things that I don't like or don't want to read. So that's uh, that's the name of the game for me in 2023. That sounds good. Okay. Also coming in 2023, we're we're spinning off a podcast, Allie. We sure are. So we can drop a little bit of information about that now. Allie and I have been talking about, you know, taking the podcast into the next year and the coming years and what we want to do, what we want to focus on and everything like that. And uh, just feeling like it's time to sort of set the the house things format aside and, and go in a different direction. So what we're planning here is is a new show called But Have You Tried? And did I get that right? Did yeah. I say? Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me like I said it wrong. We've been bouncing around uh, ideas about this so much. So give us a little, uh, give us a little taste of the premise. What what are we going to be doing? So the idea is, which if you've been listening for a while, you may have noticed that <laughs> Nick and I have somewhat similar tastes, but yeah. also somewhat diverging tastes. Yes. A number of times we'll have conversations where he'll be like, "What? You've never seen this thing?" And yes. I'll be like, yep. "No." And so. The idea is that in the way we sometimes are like, oh, well, now you have to watch this, whatever. One of us will bring something to the table and say, okay, here's, you know, whatever book or movie or whatever it is. And we'll try it out, read it or watch it or whatever it is. And then the next one, the other one will have a turn to say, okay, this was, this was good. But have you tried instead? You know, whatever, whatever strange thing I've never heard of. Exactly. Exactly. And we find I mean, particularly off mic when we're talking, there's all of these things, you know, not just limited to books or movies or whatever, where we'll be like, what, how is that possible? So we're going to explore that. And the format, as Ali said, is going to be, it'll be like my pick. Then we'll kind of catch up on things we're, we're reading and, and watching and talking about uh, so that the person has time to kind of bone yes. up on, on what we're talking about. Then we'll come back together and discuss Allie's pick and so on. So it'll just kind of continue mm-hmm. in that cycle. So uh, the, the links for that aren't up and everything. This is just sort of a heads up that that's coming. So uh, once all that's settled, we'll tell you how to subscribe to that and everything. The How's Things feed is going to stay here but it's going to be more like we'll use this for uh for special things mm-hmm. you know like christmas episodes and that sort of thing so um that's what that's what's happening in the next couple of months here so we'll have a few more episodes as is and then we'll start telling you how to find uh the new show and the new feed and all that and you can kind of have both on your radar there but i'm excited about it I'm excited i feel too. like it's going to be uh i just a- as we've talked about it because we've been talking about it for several mm-hmm. probably six months at this point now and i keep thinking of things like oh no i gotta save that because that'll be a perfect thing for me to drop on you and you oh, have to i feel like i'm gonna watch so many weird things in probably probably yeah yeah it's gonna be a good time so anyway look for <laughs> details about that uh we'll we'll keep you posted as that comes up and in the meanwhile you can stay right here uh listening to how's things we've got a few more episodes coming up at the start of 2023 uh and we'll continue to transition to the new format and the new show Allie, thanks for diving into 2022 with me. It was, it's been a pleasure. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> and again, uh, kudos on the Mushroom oh, Notebook. I think it's, uh, it's lovely. All right, gang, we'll see you next time uh, right here on House Things. So long.